This is the Epilog Audio Experience. The language and content on this podcast may be unsuitable for certain audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello and welcome to another episode of Writer and Geek Show. We are your hosts Vishnu and Shankar. Yeah, we are finally back. We can say that with uh, a lot of pride, right? Yeah, that's right. The good news is that we have joined hands with uh, Epilog Media. Truly, truly happy to be with them and, uh, you know, just uh, restart our journey through this amazing podcast. Just to restart everything, I thought, uh, you know, why don't we talk about a topic that we have been interested in since childhood. Recently, we have had some development in space exploration with uh, a launch of James Webb Space Telescope and other things. So I thought we'll go into the history of space exploration and how we as human beings were fascinated by it and how it all started. Oh, so we are going to the Galileo times? I think much before that. So if you look at it, space exploration didn't start with uh, Middle Ages, I think. Um, even if you look at India, right, it had started at least a couple of millennia ago uh, because we have written records of space, astronomy and astrology. All these were, you know, kind of mixed and matched into one, uh, you know, astro- astrology or something like that. So that that's why even today, in a, if you go to an astrologer, he'll talk about Jupiter being here and there and all that kind of stuff. But even if you take science as a, a subject, I think people like Aryabhata, um, have explored this at least 2000 years ago. So it's a very, very old science. And I would say it would have gone even before that, uh, you know, during the prehistoric times, um, definitely, you know, humans have looked up in the sky and wondered what those twinkling things are. Um, and structures like Stonehenge, which I don't know the actual date uh, of when it was created. Um, there's a speculation that it has got to do something with astronomy and it was kind of an observatory or something like that. Yeah, it's actually wonderful how uh, our Indian culture, if you look at that, you know, even before the Westerners got to know that uh, Earth, Earth is a spherical uh, object. Mm. Yeah, we already knew that like some 200, 2,000 years back. Because we used to call it Bhugolam, right? Yeah, Bhugol Shastra was what we used to call and Gol in Sanskrit means round. So they knew that Earth was round. Um, I think there were some people in Greece who used to believe that Earth was round at that time. But, um, you know, the popular Western belief that the world uh, was flat. I mean, it still exists. <laughs> but, and then uh, that the earth was in the center of the universe existed at least till, you know, the middle ages. Um, yeah, so uh, there was quite a different uh, difference in how people perceived the, how the universe was around them. Okay, then let's get into it. You want to take charge? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so... If you go to prehistoric times, right, there was no telescope or any other instruments to measure anything. Um, so people generally form their own opinions about what these stars and planets. I don't really know whether they identified planets, different, differentiated planets from stars. But I think what earlier uh, understanding was sky is like a dome uh, above Earth. 
and you know stars was just, stars were fixed on this dome and the dome rotated around earth so that is uh, you know what the earliest understanding of what this universe was um and sun was one part of this um, so sun used to rotate around the earth so does moon so understanding was that earth was at the middle of everything and if you look at it the underst- the the um, universe was not a really big thing in you know the human's mind at that time because we don't know what existed beyond that right so th- this was a very simplistic view of how uh, and what universe was at that time you know i i i kind of agree with how they felt because there was a, t- a point of time when i was very little i'm talking about you know when i was seriously like you know probably 5 or 6 years old i used to feel that we used to live inside earth mm-hmm. rather than on the surface of it so yeah i can probably you know agree with them feeling that way because there was no technology available back then to like figure things out right yeah, so yeah. yeah i think even that same thing even i used to believe um rather than on the surface we are inside uh, this planet um as depicted in that story called journey to the center of the earth right yeah. so it's some similar concept and um little later you know people started connecting um seasons you know with the visibility of stars and all those kind of things that they started predicting when it would be the right season for planting crops and stuff like that so there was some practical use to the knowledge although it was very simplistic in nature and it was not until uh, i think maybe 2000 years ago when um, greeks and a gentleman whose name was ptolemy uh, came up with this uh, idea that earth was in the center and by then they have start they had started identifying different um, planets as well i think in india also at that time identification of planets has happened because if you look at again if you look at my refer- reference will be astronomy right astronomy is a very pretty pretty ancient science and they do talk about um planets like mercury mars venus earth jupiter we also tended to yeah. consider uh, sun as one of the planets uh-huh. and moon as well um so they would have definitely had an understanding that you know stars and planets are two distinct and different things think, although uh-huh. uh, their classification was probably not the same as what we used to mm-hmm. do now I think till Saturn we could see with our naked eyes right and uh, I think the rest of the ones we found out after the telescope was invented Yeah if you go to some uh, little remote areas today you can still see Saturn Venus and everything uh, because generally in cities it's too polluted to see anything in the sky so uh, yeah uh, you can see Saturn uh, Venus appears as very very bl- bright uh, object in the sky um so yeah of course uh, without telescope that was only way to see the sky at that point of time okay so ptolemy is the one who came up with the idea that earth is the center of the universe and yeah, everything yeah geocentric geocentric um view of universe was kind of you know uh, proposed by him he had a book written called almagest uh, which was on astronomy and this was uh this was a central principle in that and that was followed for like one and a half uh, thousand years and when people started disapproving it uh there were a lot of backlash oh yes uh, faced by them right very much because those days it was a very fine line between uh, you know putting forward your ideas and being considered <laughs> as a heretic so yeah a lot of people who knew much more than what they actually you know uh showed the world so um due to the fear of all these things right 
we have any examples maybe down the line we can uh, we can point them out um because how powerful you are also determined you know um, how much your ideas are considered one prime example might be uh, isaac newton right um he was uh, very well known for you know putting people in their place and stuff like that but anyway that's probably a topic for a different uh, conversation and altogether um one of the major shifts that happened from the geocentric to the heliocentric model so heliocentric model is where sun was considered to be at the center was proposed by nicolas copernicus um he said that you know it's not the earth but it's the sun which is in the center of at least solar system um again there were some drawbacks to his theories uh, understanding was that planets used to go around sun in circular orbits oh. which was not the case as um, johann kepler stated later that you know planets move around elliptical. sun in elliptical orbits and he had you know certain laws that he had published of planetary motion um a gist of which is that orbits are not circle but it is elliptical um planets sweep equal areas across the orbit at equal amount of time what what that signifies is when a planet is near to sun it moves faster around it mm-hmm. when it is further away it goes slower is the same principle which happens with comets also right yes. when they when they're near to something which has more gravity it will move faster yeah comets are effectively you cannot call them planets because they are very small in size but they are something that has very flattened orbits right yeah. so if earth is going around sun in a year comets have orbits that make them go around sun in like if it is halley's comet it's like 76 years there are comets which take like hundreds or thousands of years also so they go you know go far away and come back um yeah so kepler came and proposed his ideas as well um and sir isaac newton came he tried to explain it little further how orbits work um what he mentioned was the same way as we when we drop an object it falls to the earth planets are literally falling towards the sun hmm. so the only difference is that when planets fall towards the sun they are so far away that the sun just curves away from them that's an interesting theory and around this time telescope was also used in space exploration where uh, you know they discovered extra planets like uranus moons of saturn like titan and all the other uh, extra stuff interesting thing to note neptune was um, discovered because they observed some uh, discrepancies in the um, orbit. orbit of uranus actually sometimes the you know as per the calculations right uranus never used to come on time so it was mm-hmm. you know kind of getting late every time to come at a particular point so they understood that there is something that is affecting so it was actually speculated that there is another planet and then later searches revealed that there is a planet called uranus and is pluto still a planet i it's not I it's know. not it's see not pluto right. was discovered apparently in 1930 but i think in 2006 it lost its uh, uh, what is it it's honor of being a planet and uh, so right now we only have eight planets but imagine how many students have how many people have studied that we have nine planets yeah yeah and, and when I, when i was in school there were nine yeah. planets i feel bad but yeah yeah I, again all these observations were made um before we even started going out to space b or you know even before we had satellites 
and these were very limited um sort of explorations right we were limited by the power of telescopes and human eye um and i don't think we had computers at that time which could calculate and uh, give us results and help us explore deeper into space but these were good beginnings um and that is around the time when we reached 19th century and world war happened and rapid development in um rocket engineering happened right um then of course we started launching satellites which gave us a more in-depth view into planets we launched space probes some of them are, which are still you know um sending signals moving out into space and all that so i think over the last 50 to 60 years is when you know rapid progress happened in space exploration right uh which gave us new ideas of how you know the space formed and big bang one amongst amongst them which says that you know um, 13 billion years ago everything started with the bang and uh, one of the uh, proofs for that was uh, found by edwin hubble saying that the space is expanding um that if you and if you retrace that into the past everything should contract to one single point and interesting thing i used to always think that space expansion is a little confusing thing because what i used to think was there was this empty space hmm. you know and all the matter used to be in this small fiery ball which exploded and this matter just exploded across this empty space but that's not how it is even the empty space was not existing before right yeah i used to feel the same too <laughs> but when we discussed about this i was actually shocked to yeah. be honest you yeah, are that's the actual principle right there was nothing nothing means absolutely nothing yeah so i i watched one of the videos by neil degrasse tyson where he is explaining this uh, so until then i used to think empty space matter is expanding galaxies are being thrown around which is easier for our minds to understand but it turns out there was nothing before this and even the space that we are existing now is was formed after big bang and that is that space is what is expanding and it's not that the galaxies are just flying around in different directions so little different to comprehend and understand uh, like questions like what was there before this yeah, or, you know basically when you say that there's nothing there in a the room right you're actually pointing out to the air the atmosphere yes. right so to comprehend that there was actually nothing the air the atmosphere which we are pointing out is not there is something you can't comprehend because yeah, that it's, space itself was yeah, not yeah, there yeah. it's it, it's it's beyond our imagination right yeah um, so so again as i said right one of the theories that um, we consider as the basis of um, origin of everything is big bang i think most scientists are in alignment with it um but you know recently these uh, theories are being questioned with the launch of james webb uh, space telescope uh, just a precursor to that this is not the first space telescope that has become popular um, i think around 30 years back hubble space telescope was launched um, which was basically a telescope in the space orbiting around in a so near circular orbit around the earth very low earth orbit and it used to capture images of space and send it back to us which was much better than any based at any telescope on the earth because um any telescope on the earth the light comes through all the atmosphere and you know it becomes dim and all that kind of stuff but but in space it is much clearer right so hubble sent back a lot of information which helped us identify um you know and prove a lot of theories but james webb took it step ahead i think um you know we'll have a separate episode for that because there is a lot of things to cover 
it's i think one of the most fascinating piece of technology that was ever created by human beings right um a 10 billion project so that in itself i think deserves some uh, extra respect yeah yeah see something that can disapprove uh, one of the cornerstone the, the the ideals of you know the whole of universe which is big bang yeah it should deserve its own episode yeah. and one more thing is there uh, even if we figure out through james webb web that uh, big bang was not really something that happened it's okay because science can adapt and you know one more thing is uh, very true science doesn't really care if you prove something wrong because proving something wrong is an opportunity to find what it actually is and see i think i think i think of these explorations more as a quest there is no end to it i'm definite that human beings are not going to really find out how everything started right but every advance in science is just another step forward to you know um, satisfy the curiosity of human beings as a race i think i don't think the um end go there is an end goal in mind right and i don't think we would last enough to even find out what is on the other side of universe right mm-hmm. but this is what keeps us going uh, so yeah um after james webb there might be something else so every other day we are finding new things so we will get into james webb in our next episode so until then yeah but before we leave you guys uh, just wanted to ask something so right now we are following the heliocentric uh, approach right yes. so it's been what 500 600 years yeah approximately but if you look at it right we we say that the universe is constantly expanding and there is no like center point yeah we can actually from one perspective we can we can actually put earth as the center of the universe absolutely right? because irrespective of where you are in the universe the universe is moving away the yeah. rest of the stuff is moving away from you so yeah you you can have a big ego and say that <laughs> you know we as humans are in the center of the universe as well basically there is no point absolutely no point in all, <laughs> all these things you know, there, <laughs> i just realized there is no point in anything even in yes. this podcast or you know our lives and whatever nothing exists 